hard-hitting questions coming out of yesterday. You know, I think one of them was uh, whether or not the horns down is going to be 15-yard penalty uh, in the SEC in the future. That it was very important to finish uh, and to collect the trophy and to win 10 games and win a game on New Year's Day and all those things. And uh, believe me, we had a great belief in our locker room. We didn't have to do anything special, just be us. I was so proud of this team. We had so much fun, it ought to be illegal. I said in my press conference back in December that I didn't feel like there was anything at South Carolina that we lacked to be a championship program, that we had everything that we needed. I am even more convinced of that now after being there for seven months. So there's a report in the Houston Chronicle that, that Texas and Oklahoma are inquiring about joining the SEC. <laughs> I bet they would. <laughs> War Eagle. Feels good to say that. All right. <clears throat> I didn't even remember that 12 years ago, but now that you say that, because I believe there was something about someone didn't have Tebow first team all SEC. And as usual, I was accused of that. So <laughs> I brought my ballot to, to show everyone, to show Urban. Um, so. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State. Oh, welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Falls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling well. We got another packed weekend of SEC action. How you doing, brother? Oh, doing great, man. As you know, went over the hill Mm -hmm. to Asheville, North Carolina, (laughs) get get my grub on with the family, had a blast, came back. Uh, Half of my my bourbon bet had arrived from Ollie. I, I put that on Twitter there. Uh, shout out to Ollie, man. He sent out a uh, fantastic setup, man. I, I, I mean, I can't wait to get into this burp. I'm holding off because I figured I'm going to need it this weekend. So. <laughs> I saw he, he sent, sent you some a, mustard. Yeah, mustard, golf ball, everything, man. <laughs> Even yellow golf ball. He went, he went above and beyond. So I appreciate that. I know it's, it always sucks, man. It always sucks when you lose at anything. But when you're gambling, you know, it's one thing if it's on a website and you lose your money, you don't get it. But when you've got a bourbon bet and you got to go to a package store and then you got to go to a, a postal service and then, you know, it's a process. And it's just the whole time you got to remind yourself that your team screwed you, you know? <laughs> so uh, the fact that I he had it, all man. that ready, it, it almost feels to me like Shane like he knew he was going to lose and he just had all that <laughs> no. stuff ready to go. Hey, I tell you Ollie, he stayed in contact, man. He let me know the entire process here. He was not <laughs> ready for this, but he knocked it out in a day. So, uh just a shout out to him. And uh but other than that, Mike, everything's going good. I was I was putting my picks together this morning and I started thinking about how un I don't know. It's just like my confidence level is extremely low this week because I think we're going to have some great games, brother. 
Well, yeah, and I think you're talking about your picks, but I also think you're talking about your balls. So, <laughs> hey, we'll break yeah. it all down here in just a second. But before we get to our picks, Shane, got to mention the sponsor, Prize Picks. Head on over to prizepicks.com and don't forget to use that promo code SEC. That way they know that uh, we sent you over there. And Prize Picks, if you're not familiar, daily fantasy sports, Shane. They got all the professional sports. And our favorite thing about prizepicks.com, they got the college football players too. So you can pick mm-hmm. college football fantasy players. And I got a couple SEC selections, Shane. You ready for my prize picks? Let's do it. First one, Shane. Uh-oh. LSU quarterback <laughs> Max Johnson. We already know mm. from Coach O that they're going to be splitting reps at the quarterback position against the Arkansas Razorbacks. So I'm going under. Under 211 and a half passing yards for Max Johnson. I don't know if he could get that if he was starting the full <laughs> game, but if he's slip, if he's uh, you know, you know, not getting all the reps, I think Max Johnson under 211. I think that's a lock. Hell yeah, man! That sounds like a safe bet. <laughs> now, how about this one, Shane? Tipping my cap a little bit, but uh, Arkansas quarterback KJ Jefferson running machine down there over. 27 and a half rushing yards against them LSU Tigers. What do you like? What do you think about that? Mm, in the first drive or the whole game? <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. Don't want to tip my hat, but you'd see where I'm going. Mm-hmm. All right. How about this one, Shane? This was a gimme, I think. Florida receiver Jacob Copeland over 49 and a half receiving yards for the Gators and they're playing Sanford. Oh, but come on, Sanford, he'll get he'll get to 50. You know, he'll get that one play. I hope so, Mike. I mean, if there we need some sort of highlight coming out of this game. <laughs> All right, then not, the last one I got here, Shane, South Carolina receiver Josh Van, number one target down there. He was the only receiver, Shane, to catch a pass from Jason Brown last week against the Gators. All the rest of the the passes were caught by tight ends and running backs. So mm-hmm. I like Josh Van to go over three and a half catches against the Missouri Tigers. What do you think about that? Oh, I like that, man. South Carolina's media team would have a field day with that one. Won't they? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that video? That was awesome. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So th- th- them Gamecocks, they're having a good time, and Josh Van in that video trolling them Gators. Get you, head on over to prizepicks.com. Cash you in. Again, Josh Van, Jacob Copeland, KJ Jefferson. I like the overs on all of them. Max Johnson under. Don't forget that promo code SEC. All right, Shane. So, you ready to get to our picks for the upcoming weekend? Absolutely, man. Let's make some money. Gambling? Let's say anything about gambling. It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. Cash would kick your ass if he heard you say that. <laughs> that, that well, he'd kick my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue, waving forever. Forever pride, old Florida. May she droop. I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, Shane, and there's one game on the docket here. already kind of referenced it here, Sanford at Florida. No point spread for this one because it is mm-hmm. an FCS game. But I uh, just wanted to pick your brain, brain real quick, Shane. Anything that you'll be looking for from the Gators as they take on them Sanford Bulldogs? <laughs> a shit ton of points, Mike. <laughs> I, think, I think when you fire everybody, that, that's your scapegoats. You got rid of them. You can't blame anybody else now but yourself. So mm-hmm. I want to see a lot of points. I mean, that's what Dan's there for is to score points. Uh, he doesn't play defense, and you don't need to if you got 100 points on the board. So that's what I want to see, aggressive play calling. I want to see this thing 50 to nothing at half. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Richardson, it sounds like he's going to play. He'll probably even start if he's good to go. So obviously you want to see him in action. But more importantly for me, Shane, now that Todd Grantham's been kicked out of Gainesville, I want mm-hmm. to see Christian Robinson, their former linebacker coach. Now I guess you could call him interim defensive coordinator want to see how the defense plays for him and uh mm-hmm. you know i anticipate defense will will play hard he's one of the most popular coaches there in gainesville but that's kind of the, the big thing that i'll have my on eye on when the gators are taking all sanford yeah and it's one of those situations mike i mean you you let coaches go you see the you see the locker room go one of two ways either they were really tight with grantham or or they're up and coming linebacker coach. They're like, hey, let's let's it rejuvenizes them. So right. that's that's I guess that's a good look. I want to see how fired up that defense is coming out here. I know it's it's Sanford, but still, you know, this is a perfect game to kind of work some kinks out. What if the Gators had three straight shutouts, Shane, after firing Grantham? Green <laughs> <laughs> uh, may not get another job, Mike. You know. <laughs> All right, so on to the games with actual point spreads, Shane. We got one non-conference game to start with. New Mexico State at Alabama. And Crimson Tide favored. The point spread's actually (laughs) gone up, Shane. 51 and a half points. Uh, The over-under, 67 and a half. And this is the uh, noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central on the SEC Network. And here's how much research I put in on New Mexico State, Shane. (laughs) They are 0-8. That's all I got for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mike, 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 Mike. You know, New Mexico State, what was funny about this this game in particular, I was trying to determine if I really needed to pick a point spread on it (laughs) because I was like, is Mike even going to ask me here? But the fact of the matter is they are, what, a 51-point favorite going into this thing? 51-and-a-half is where I got it. Okay, well, let's don't waste time, Mike. Uh, give me Alabama 52, New Mexico <laughs> State 0. <laughs> give me the over, baby. I think this is a, I think this is a fun tune-up game. I, I think it's going to be exciting, man. I, I really do. I, I, a lot of these you don't think about, but I, I just think Alabama came out so sloppy last week, and they made a lot of stupid mistakes, and I'm sure Nick Saban's chewed in their ass all week. You want to talk about a perfect ball game? You're about to see it. Stop, start to finish, this thing will be flawless, and we're going to get a lot of backups. And I think that's that's key too, getting some of these younger kids in there. So uh, should be should be an electric game for sure. Mm. Yeah, but uh, for me, Shane, I mean, it, th- these are one of those games where, how long are the starters really going to be in there? And 
Yeah. You know, if you leave the starters in, yeah, you, you could probably win 200 to zero. You know, like that famous, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that famous score. I don't Cumber- Cumberland State. Yeah, yeah I wish they'd stop showing that stupid <laughs> game, you know. They, sh- they should take that one out of the record books. That is not fair, you know. <laughs> but that's what Alabama could do to New Mexico State if they wanted. I think they'll, uh, you know, have their starters rested by halftime. And I'll, I'll stun you here, Shane. Upset special. Against the spread. Alabama, 52, <laughs> New Mexico State, three. I'm giving them three, Shane. I like, I like the uh, – I think they're called the Aggies. I'll Give me the Aggies to cover. Oh, and Saban's going to hate that field goal, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now on to the SEC action, Shane. Kentucky on the road at Vanderbilt. Them Wildcats favored by 21 points. The over-under is at 52-and-a-half. This game kicks off at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central on ESPN2. Who do you like in the matchup? Well, Mike, I got a a dose of Kentucky last week. I saw more Kentucky offense played last week than I I ever want to see again, man. These guys had no problem moving the ball against the Tennessee defense. And now they're going against a worse defense. And I know you're saying, wait a minute, Tennessee looked pretty bad. But I'm telling you right now, if you get Vanderbilt right, you're talking about a worse defense. I think Kentucky's going to do exactly what they did. That's the recipe, Mike. Running, running, running the ball and let Will throw off that play action. Keep them chains moving. I think the defense – you know, they, they really were exposed last week, but that's the good side about this game. Vanderbilt's not really going to expose that secondary again. Mm-hmm. I think they get a few things right on that side of the ball. So, you know, this is one of those games you always worry about a hangover. I don't know if you're going to get to that. I mean, that was one of my, my biggest fears of, of making this my lock of the week, in fact. But – I can't do it. I can't do the lock just yet because, again, we've had some heartbreakers with Mississippi State. We had a heartbreaker with Tennessee. And if and if Kentucky comes out with a mindset that, that they can't – they're just going to show up and play, then this thing could stick around a little bit closer than expected. I think about the game last week that, that Vanderbilt had. So mm-hmm. – but the more more I think about it, I just – I don't know. I, I I like Stoops. I think he gets these boys right, and I think they win out the rest of the season here. So, give me Kentucky 42, covering the spread, Vanderbilt 17. Ooh. Let me tell you. Do you think you. there's a hangover? Do you think there's mm. a hangover? I just – I mean, that's my only fear. And I don't think – I'm not – I'm not putting on an upset alert, Mike, but I'm just saying – when you're talking a three-score spread, I mean, man, anything can happen. And they can hang around, and next thing you know, we're, we're, we're a two-possession game or something. Shane, three weeks ago, Kentucky fans had convinced themselves they were going to Atlanta to play mm-hmm. for the SEC championship. They had visions of the college football playoff. They had visions of a New Year's Six Bowl. Now, coming off three consecutive losses – that's kind of the biggest thing, Shane. And and Kentucky beat this team, Vanderbilt, 38-35 last year. I mean, it's not like they blew right. them out of the water. And we got us a blackout here, Shane, in Nashville. <laughs> All 17 fans that are going to be in the stands are going to be wearing black for to celebrate the Commodores uh, playing v- Kentucky. 
Kentucky's got 11 interceptions this season. That's uh, number three in the SEC. While Kentucky's thrown 10 interceptions, that's 100th in the nation, brother. Ken Seals expected to return for the Commodores. And everything you just said, I mean, 90 to 99 out of 100, I think Kentucky wipes the floor with this Vanderbilt team. But yeah. can they do that after the gut punch at Tennessee? So much put into that game. Didn't get it done. Vanderbilt's had two weeks to prepare. Mm-hmm. I think Will Levis continues to turn the ball over, Shane. I mean, hell, I can't remember the last time I watched a game when he didn't. I mm-hmm. guess maybe the LSU game. So, lock of the week, Shane. Ooh. Kentucky, 24. Vanderbilt, 17. I think it's going to be a, a one-score game, Shane. Give me the Commodores. And Golly. I think if, if they get an SEC win, I think it's going to be this game right here. And I, th- I think you're getting a, a hurt Bang, you know, Kentucky team that their psyche. We'll see how tough they really are. I would not be stunned if the Commodores win this one. Absolutely, man. I mean, there's still Tennessee still in their head, man. Coming down here to Vanderbilt, they're not even thinking about this game. I'm sure there's, mm-hmm. I'm sure the coaching staff are, but you know, this that when you have a game like that that comes down to the wire, it just it takes the life out of you. And then especially if you feel like you were miss. Misdone there at the end, you know. I still, I've, I've seen more face mask memes and gifts and videos this week than I've seen in my entire life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get it. It was tough. It sucks. We've all been on tough losses, man. But you can't do that going into an SEC game. You know, this mm-hmm. isn't Sanford. This isn't New Mexico State. I get it. It's Vanderbilt. But you look two weeks ago. Who was Vanderbilt playing, Mike? Two weeks ago, uh, Missouri. Exactly. And Missouri about blew it. You know what I'm saying? Right. This thing came down to the final drive. So you cannot do that with any SEC team. Um, I still I still have confidence. I mean, this, this Kentucky offense is legit. As long as they lean on them big uglies up front, I think they'll be fine. Rodriguez falls for five yards every time he goes against <laughs> tackled. So I think they'll be fine. But there is a part of me that does have that. That's why I didn't lock it up because I was afraid. I was – I was afraid that that Kentucky's going to do exactly what you just said they were. Mm -hmm. All right, Shane. Well, speaking of Missouri, they're hosting the South Carolina Gamecocks. And right now, where I've got it, BetMGM, Missouri's a one-point favorite. I've seen some books have Mm -hmm. South Carolina as a slight favorite. So, really, I mean, you can really call this one a pick pretty much. Yeah. Over-unders, 54.5 points. The game kicks off at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on the SEC Network. Last season, Missouri won 17-10, to 10, and it, I believe this was uh, – they met right after Will Muschamp had gotten fired. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is a, a really, really tight series being played in Missouri, Columbia. Who do you like in the matchup? Yeah, um, this is one of those where surprised there's not a trophy here. Uh, maybe there is, and I don't know, a Columbia <laughs> trophy or something. But, yeah, this is one of those games you think about in years past. There's There's been some doozies, man. I think of the, the flood game. You remember that one? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the golden goose. I, I I think of all the good times that has come from this. But, you know, I'm a firm believer in momentum, Mike. I, you know, I I know some people don't think it's a real thing, but I I do, man. I I've South Carolina was in the dumps a few weeks ago, Mike. I yeah. mean, there was no hope. There was 
There was uh, the, the, the South Carolina boards were going off about, you know, did we make a mistake in hiring Coach Beamer and mm-hmm. all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. But then everything changes when you win. You know, <laughs> it, it does. You beat the Florida Gators, even though Florida Gators are, are on a downer spiral. It's like that was that's the life, that's the jolt of life you needed to know that this works that this coaching staff works that these players work and that's exactly what South Carolina found last week was their identity man they were able to throw the ball they were able to run the ball they were able to play tough defense up front and I think that's what they continue to do this week poor Missouri I felt like they I don't know man coming out of that Georgia game it felt like hey now Mizzou what we doing here and then all of a sudden they got away from what was working and then they kind of fell apart which I think just about every team that plays Georgia Bulldogs are going to but Mm -hmm. you got two teams on a different path and that's why I like South Carolina to win this game Uh, I still think it's close but uh, give me the Gamecocks 28 Mizzou 24 ooh yeah, I like a lot of what you had to say, Shane. I mean, this game means a lot for both the head coaches, I really think, because mm-hmm. obviously if South Carolina wins it, they make a bowl game. If yep. Missouri wins it, they're one step closer. I don't think Missouri's got any shot at the postseason if they lose this one, because if they do, mm-hmm. that means they got to beat Florida and, and Arkansas back-to-back to close out the season. you got to think those odds are pretty slim. And I think that's a, a jump start, really, on the on the next season, Shane, because you get the, you know, the bowl practices and everything. And these two coaching staffs with these two rosters, they desperately need those. So, so much on the line in this game. Jason Brown's going to start for the Gamecocks once again. But what was the key for the Gamecocks last weekend in that upset win over Florida, Shane? It was the ground game and getting. Mm-hmm. I believe it was 286 rushing yards on Florida, 8.8 yards on average on first down. That just made things so much easier for the inexperienced quarterback, at least at this level. He came from FCS, obviously, but that's what they're going to need to do here on the road at Missouri. I know it's not, you know, it's not going to be an incredible hostile environment. I wouldn't think uh, up there in Missouri this time of year with, uh, you know, the Tigers falling below expectations but it's still on the road so key to key to the game is going to be running the ball and basically all season i mean if you had to run the ball on one sec defense (laughs) it's the missouri tigers that you wanted to Mm -hmm. to be facing now missouri did they really did an outstanding job against georgia slowing them down on the ground i know they did end up allowing 168 yards but that's deceiving go back and watch that game for basically the entire first half, they've stifled Georgia's rushing attack, yeah. made Stetson Bennett beat him, which he did. Let's give him credit. But maybe Missouri's figured something out there. So, I mean, this is a complete toss-up to me, Shane. And the fact that Missouri's run defense looks a lot better makes me think the Tigers can get it done. But here's the here's the key difference, Shane. If Connor Basilak, if he was 100% healthy and I knew he was starting, I'd pick the Missouri Tigers I'd pick Tyler Beatty right. to win this football game. I think it's going to be the uh, the backup quarterbacks that we saw last week, Macon and Cook. I think those are going to be the guys mm-hmm. based on everything I'm hearing. So considering the fact that Missouri's not going to have their starting quarterback in this matchup, 
And considering everything you just said, the momentum is real. I'm mm -hmm. right there with you, brother. I'm going South Carolina Gamecocks, 27, Missouri, 24. And what a hell of a job, Shane Beamer and company. If they can get this team to a bowl game, oh my God. after some of the performances we've seen this year, that's all you can ask for if you're a Gamecock fan. You know what? Absolutely, absolutely, man. You know, they always talk about these these coaches of the year, you know. To, to do that, if you could close out – man, just think about that. You close out these guys, you beat, uh, you, you beat Clemson. I mean, there's a real possibility that we're looking at South Carolina at the end of the season as a real success story. So, you do that by securing a bowl bid. You do that by beating a team like Mizzou. And I will say this, Mike. I'm, I know I've been pumping up South Carolina here. Here's a Mizzou squad that, like I said, looked really good the first half against Georgia. You, you hit the nail on the head. They were able to stop the running game. Uh, it felt like there was some confidence back there with the quarterback until they started, you know, tossing that position around a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's it, you, Mizzou needs home field advantage. They need the fans to be out there. They need to make it a tough environment for South Carolina because – if you can hear your audibles, if you can hear your players, then uh, things move a little bit smoother on offense. So I think that's the key. It's just fan support. Have you gave up on Eli and company? And if you did, South Carolina wins this thing. But if you can load and pack that house and make some noise and get rowdy, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be 4 o'clock. There's no reason. It's not a nooner. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, it should it – should, I think this is on the fans. If the fans show up, Mizzou can win. If they don't, South Carolina's going to walk away with another victory. And this has got to be a game where you, you ask Tyler Beatty to put the team on his back, and he can do it. You know Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Shane, next game on the docket here. We're getting into the ranked matchups. Mississippi State at number 17, Auburn. Auburn Tigers favored by five and a half. The over-unders, 50 total points. And this is a noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central game on ESPN right after college game day. Who do you like in the matchup? Mm, neither one of them, Mike. Can I just do that and just move on to the next one? Because I've got no confidence in this game. You know, I, in fact, I'm going to flip-flop my score here, and uh, I'm going to tell you why here in a second, Mike. Here's two programs that are disappointed you know, right. I, I think there was really high expectations with Mississippi State coming in. You could feel the energy with the Auburn Tigers until last week. They're still there. I think they should still be happy with, with the product they've put on the field. But you you got to be true to yourself and know that these guys are a little upset coming into this game. So it feels more like who rebounds the quickest. And the problem in this game, Mike, is we've got two teams that don't show – Excellent history in rebounding. So, I like what Mississippi State has been doing on defense. Um, you know, I'm, I, so when I get into a game like this, I think about, okay, what's their strongest? Auburn does well when they can run the ball, but the problem is Mississippi State knows how to slow it down and sometimes stop it. Does Which Bo Nick shows up? You know what I'm saying? Is this one of those games that, again, Rodgers is going to have to have 50 – completions to win is this one that's going to come down to a field goal kick and mississippi <laughs> state lose yet again the reason that i flipped this score mike because originally coming into this i had mississippi state winning but when the, the the facts are in the pudding man you know when it comes down to crunch time when it comes down to a final possession mississippi state 
keeps finding ways to lose. They've done it all season long. Now, there's been some really good games in there. Don't get me wrong. I still think that this is a top 20 ball club. But we're in the Plains. I think home field advantage is going to be a factor. And I think I'm just – I'm guessing that the good Bo Nick shows up. So, I like I said, had Mississippi State win this thing, but I got to flip it around. So, give me Auburn Tigers 27, Mississippi State 24. That means – let's see. Well, Mississippi State with the points. Mm-hmm. There's that. But <laughs> I just I, – I think – I'm sorry, Mike. I got no confidence in the Bulldogs right now. I've really got no confidence in either one of these teams. Mm-hmm. But I, I've seen in the last few games that hey, man, when they get this deep, when they get this running game going, and and Bo's not having to wait, have all that weight on his shoulders, he's able to get some confidence, and they they can win this thing. I know, man. They, st- I still. I still think the Alabama game is going to be a big game. I just, I'm a, still a believer of Auburn Tigers right now, and I'm just not Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Well, how about this stat, Shane? Auburn's not scoring an offensive touchdown in six quarters. So, I- oh, shit, I'm flipping it around. <laughs> That's right. That's a good point. Mississippi State. <laughs> and, but here's oh. another one. Mississippi State, like you said, missed four field goals last week. They make oh, one of those. No. It's a tie game. Hell, they make two of them. They win the ball game. They had that thing won. Auburn, excuse me, Arkansas marched down the field with the game-winning touchdown and two-point conversion in the closing minutes. But, you know, Mississippi State's offense, finally, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, Shane. They finally have an offense now to go with uh, Zach Arnett's defense that continues to be, you know, one of the, I would say, toughest units in the league considering the talent they've yeah. got to work with. So, yeah, can Tank Bigsby, Sean Shivers, and Jarquez Hunter, can they run on this Mississippi State defense? They they certainly allowed Arkansas to run last week. Mm-hmm. That's giving me some hesitation there. The the bad bow, whatever you want to call it, he showed up last week. Mississippi mm-hmm. State has shown they can win on the road. They've won at Kyle Field. Uh, Auburn's shown usually they're pretty tough at home, but they lost to Georgia at home. Uh, this one's a nooner. I, if it was at in the evening, I'd have a lot more confidence in the Auburn Tigers. I just rewatched the A&M Auburn game. It made my eyes bleed about uh, how poorly Auburn played on offense. But you know, again, this is another. This is a coin flip game to me, Shane. Mississippi State, mm-hmm. number one pass offense in the SEC. Auburn, number nine pass defense in the SEC. I'm going with the Bulldogs, though, Shane. Mississippi Mm. State goes on the road, pulls the upset, 28-27. And I'm about as confident as you are in this one. (laughs) Did you switch it because I went the other way? No, sir, no. (laughs) I just – I really did, man. All week, I I just – I was convinced that Mississippi State was going to win this game. But, you know, part of it is the noon factor. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Just those early boring games, it's just – Sometimes it takes a little bit for the Pirate and the boys to get going. And if they can really – if they can get Tank going, man, mm-hmm. if Bo can get his legs going, he doesn't have to make miraculous throws out there. They just need some movement on offense. Uh, they played a hell of a game on defense last week. I, th- I think that's the story is how good Auburn's defense is turning in to be. Uh, but, yeah, I just – I don't know. But I'm, it is, it's it's a night night and day different challenge what they're going to be asked to do this Saturday going well, from yeah, a, A&M's ground and pound to Mississippi State throwing all over the yard. You know what? 
Yeah, but that, that's the thing. Look, look how well they did with Lane Kiffin and company, you know? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... I think this thing could go either way, and I think if we sat here talking about it long enough, I'd have we'd both flip our scores again. <laughs> Let's just say it. it it's going to be a great game. It's I think it's a shame that it is at noon. This is one of those I think should have been played later in the day so more people can enjoy it. Yeah, well, let's move on before we change our minds, Shane. We got number 25, Arkansas, on the road at LSU. Razorbacks favored by two and a half in Death Valley. How about that? Over mm. under 59 points. It's going to be a night game, though, 730 Eastern, 630 Central on the SEC Network. And LSU won last year 27 to 24. Who do you like mm-hmm. in this matchup? Oh man, there's been some doozies between these two guys, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I and I think that's something you noticed from the players this week. I, I sent you that video. I can't remember the young man that was talking. You know, he was talking about the Miss Arkansas Mississippi State rivalry, and he's like, "That's not a rivalry. This is our <laughs> rivalry." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the battle these for the guys boot. hate. Absolutely, these guys hate each other. So. The problem is, I don't know what LSU's doing. We got Coach O coming out here, you know, com- <laughs> letting us know that the third-string quarterback <laughs> hasn't got enough playing time, so we're going to have to get him out there a little bit. I mean, like you said, this isn't Little League soccer. Not everybody's going to get a participation trophy, and if they are, they're going to get their ass beat because <laughs> Arkansas is playing some football, baby, and they have been since their bye week. So, mm-hmm. I, I just – I just don't think this is a game. LSU's limping into this thing. We've, we're finding out half the team's injured. Some of them ain't even showing up. Smoke cigarettes in the locker room half. I don't know. I just made that last part up. <laughs> I just think they're all checked out, man. This this isn't ready. The only one that's pumped up about this game is Brad Johnson. That's just because he's the only one getting airtime anymore. <laughs> so, give me Arkansas Razorbacks winning this game. Lock of the week, Ooh. 28, LSU 14. Not a ball game at all. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think he kind of hit the nail on the head. Which LSU is going to show up? Did they get so fired up because they were playing Alabama last week? And, and hell, you know, I counted them out. I, I locked up Alabama. But, mm-hmm. you know, this is still a rivalry with uh, Alabama and between these players and these coaches. They wanted that one desperately. They showed up to win. They went all out. Fake punts, going for it on fourth down. Yep. Yet you do all you pull out all the stops and you still come up short, Shane. Again, kind of like the Kentucky team. I mean, that's got to be a gut punch, you know. Mm-hmm. Can you do that two weeks in a row to get get up for a game that Arkansas really sees this as a rivalry? Does does LSU? I don't know if they do. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know there's a there's a trophy involved, but hell. There's so many trophies in, in college football. Alabama is LSU's biggest rival, not yeah. not Arkansas, at least in the Tigers' eyes. So that how does that play a factor? Arkansas has got the number one rushing defense in the – excuse me, rushing offense in the SEC. LSU's got the number seven rushing defense. Mm-hmm. Although, how about this stat, Shane? They held Alabama to six rushing yards uh, last week. That's the fewest Alabama has ever rushed for in an SEC game, ever. So, hey, if you show up with that defense, maybe you Mm -hmm. got you a chance. But here's a more damning stat, in my opinion. LSU third down defense, they're number 12 in the SEC on offense, excuse me. Arkansas's number one in in the SEC in stopping teams on third down. So, a lot of key 
matchups favor the Arkansas Razorbacks. And I'm right there with you, man. I, I'm surprised at your score because I feel like you stole it off from me. But I got the Arkansas <laughs> Razorbacks 35, LSU 24. I think is a double-digit win here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too, Mike. And I think I think the biggest part is their championship game was last week, like you said, with Alabama. I think they those kids fought, man. Don't get me wrong. I, I give LSU a hard time. But th- those boys fought, and they tried everything they could to get a victory, and they're not able to do it. Now they're playing an Arkansas team. And, and I'm I, – I'm not saying this to be mean, but they, they did not look at Arkansas like a rivalry. Right. They look at Alabama. You know, I, I think similar to me, like as a Tennessee fan, you know, them smoking their damn cigars and everything when we play. We don't – I mean, it is a rivalry. It's the third Saturday in October. But, man, when you get smoked so many times by them, you know, <laughs> it's not a big deal anymore. Right. I think Arkansas wants to win this game. LSU would like to win this game, you mm-hmm. know. So I think, I just think we got two different attitudes coming into this game. Um, you, you, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. LSU coming off that heartbreaker last week. Uh, I think they're deflated, and I think I think these razor, Razorbacks just kick them while they're down. Yeah, there's not a single player on the Razorback roster, Shane, that's beat LSU. LSU's beating them five in a row. So. Come on, don't think, don't think that shit ain't hanging in the locker room, Mike. <laughs> exactly. But all right, Shane, the one I know you've been waiting for, number one Georgia on the road at Tennessee. The Bulldogs favored by 20 and a half points. The over-under is 56. And this game, of course, is on CBS. It's the 330 Eastern, 230 Central kickoff. Last year, Georgia won 44 to 21. Who do you like in the matchup? You know, Mike. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> I, I fight myself all week long, man. You know, because you may, I'm coming off this victory, right, with the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm on cloud nine. Nothing could go wrong, you know. And you look at the Georgia Bulldogs and – and, and I guess there's different ways to, to slice an apple, you know. You're just looking at it and like, you know, I think we've got a shot here if we do this and if we do that. But, man, as much as I want to predict an upset, Mike, I just can't. You know, I mm-hmm. just can't do it because, let's face it, the Georgia Bulldogs are freaking loaded Top to bottom. They're like an all-Madden team right now. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> it's like you're going against – like they literally handpicked across the country each position the best player, and they've got a backup for that guy. That's who Georgia Bulldogs are right now. The biggest controversy is uh, the quarterback, which – which stud is going to lead this national championship team? That's where the Georgia Bulldogs are right now. The only thing that we can hope is that they are overlooking us. The only thing that we can hope is the fact that they have been able to show up every Saturday and beat every team that they've played. Maybe that's what they think will happen when they face the Tennessee Volunteers. There's an advantage to being a volunteer right now. The advantage is there's no offense like us. There's no offense that is putting plays after plays after plays as fast as we're doing and as effective as we're doing right now. It's it's unheard of, it's unseen, and you just can't practice it. You heard Nick Saban talk about it. He goes, you could show them a card. They got to line up, but by the time you do that, Tennessee really has already ran two plays. Mm -hmm. The problem is, Mike, 
is I have seen it a couple times this year. Tennessee does not do well when they get pressure and they do not do well when they can't run the ball. And what is Georgia really, really good at? Those two things. That's my only fear, Mike. I think Tennessee is the first team to put multiple scores up on Georgia Bulldogs. I just don't think it's going to be enough to make it a ball game. So, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to play – play coy with you but i am going to predict the first upset of the point spread this week (laughs) give me georgia 31 tennessee 20 i think it's a two possession game i think it is exciting i think it's a fun one um i've heard rumors we're wearing black jerseys i don't know if that last time we did that we looked pretty damn good against south carolina you got to pull out the stops we're going to have a loaded kneeling um we need we need a miracle mike we need a we need an uber confident georgia bulldogs coming in here thinking they're just going to steal this thing and a couple of breaks to go our way but even that the stars have got to be aligned for tennessee to have a shot for an upset here and i just don't see it because georgia is that damn talented so georgia toughest ball game they played this year but it's a good wake-up call before they get to the sec championship yeah georgia I don't even know if you can call it struggling, but struggling against Missouri, that may have been Tennessee's worst nightmare. You know what? Because now you're not going to have Georgia kind of playing down to the level of its competition two weeks in a row, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be critical. How about this stat, Shane? Georgia has never in their history gone 8-0 in SEC play. So that's on the line here. Mm-hmm. History could be made by the Bulldogs if they go into Neyland Stadium and get that win. Uh, everyone points to the fact Georgia's got the best defense in the country, only allows six points per game, 6.6. Of course, mm. Tennessee's scoring 38.2 per game, which is third in the SEC. But here's the stat I think everybody's overlooking, Shane. Georgia's got number two scoring offense. They got even. They score more than Tennessee a game, 38.4, mm-hmm. whereas Tennessee allows 28.2. That's 12th in the SEC. I keep hearing mm-hmm. – Georgia's defense has not seen an offense like Tennessee. (laughs) Well, hell, I I think it's much more appropriate to flip it the other way because Tennessee has not seen a defense like this. I mean, they're they're running over South Carolina, Missouri, Kentucky. Give me a break. This is a Georgia Bulldogs, Shane. This is maybe the best defense the SEC has ever seen. I don't like the fact, Shane, that you come out here – and you got to have confidence going into the game. I get that. But maybe just keep it to yourself. We had <laughs> Matthew Butler from the Vols saying, I came here to knock off number one. We had Javonta mm-hmm. Payton talking up, hey, they ain't never seen an offense like this. Well, <laughs> good luck with that, brother, because I have not heard a lick of that down there in Athens. They're biting their tongue. They're going to let it speak for themselves here on Saturday. 37 to 7, 30 point victory. Mm. Georgia stomps Tennessee. And it, again, this is not a Tennessee issue, but everything you just said is true. They're not going to be able to run on this team, they're not going to be able to pass protect. And that is just how are you going to score on them? I mean, the only way is you're going to need these big explosive plays. Uh, That's what Mm -hmm. you've been doing against Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, yet Georgia does not allow those. So, uh, yeah, this is a nightmare matchup, I think, for Tennessee Vols. I think Georgia's going to get 
uh, some extra juice from all the noise we're hearing on rock. Put out those black jerseys. Oh, they're coming out for a funeral, brother, <laughs> because Georgia Georgia is the most elite team in the country, and they're they're just stomping everybody. I don't I don't care who's in their way. All right, all right, all right. That's enough, Mark. We will get your point. All right, yeah. <laughs> all right, one more. That's why they play, Mike. That's why they play. You know, gee, just crown them already. Just crown their ass. One more game here, Shane. A big matchup in the SEC. Number eleven, Texas A&M, on the road at number fifteen, Ole Miss. The Aggies favored by two and a half points in Oxford. The over/unders fifty-six and a half points. Uh, this game kicks off at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central on ESPN. And, of course, last year these two did not get a chance to play because of damn COVID. But uh, who do you like mm-hmm. in a matchup this year? Oh, my. This is going to be another one of those games that you just yeah, – it's similar to the Mississippi State-Auburn. I just – it may be the last team with the ball that's going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. and. You know, I think about these programs and where they're at and where they came from. And Texas A&M right now is playing fantastic defense. I mean, yeah. probably some of the best de- – I mean, seriously. We, we talk about Georgia Bulldogs and about how great that defense. I'm telling you right now, if I'm doing 1A, 1B, maybe 1 and 2, it's definitely these two universities. Um, just They're just playing lights out. And I think – with the defense playing like they are, they're going to be in every single game. We need more from Calzada. I get that. But how do you make Calzada a little bit easier back there? You keep getting that running game going. And that's when I look at Ole Miss, some of the games that they've lost this year, some of the games that they struggled. One thing that they struggled with was rush defense. And once they had that going, once the other team was able to run on them, it felt like it, that opened up the passing lanes and, and Ole Miss struggled to stay in those ball games. So what's Texas A&M good at? You know, they're good at defense and they're good at running the ball. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they match up well there. But, again, Lane Kiffin, uh, you can't count him out in any game. I, I think he held back a lot there with Liberty. Um, I think he, he tried to keep Matt as healthy as possible, running as little as possible. He's not going to be able, he's not going to have that luxury going into this week, and I think that's the key factor for him. When when Matt is able to run the ball, it seems like that's when the offense is moving at lightning uh, lightning pace. But again, we're looking at a Texas A&M defense that is really finding their form here late in the season, and I just. Don't think Ole Miss – I think they're going to score points. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to be like the Auburn game. But I still just like my chances with the Aggies right now because they are they're, – they're in rare air. So, that being said, Mike, the, the point spread on this game is what? Two and a half, right? Yes, sir. So, I'm going to go barely over that. But give me Texas A&M, field goal lead, 31, Ole Miss, 28. Ooh. Yeah, and you make it a good point there, Shane. A&M's rushed for at least 215 yards in three consecutive games. And Ole Miss is uh, next to last in FCC and allowing they allow 195 rushing yards a game. So mm-hmm. that's going to be key to the game. If I'm A&M, I'm studying that Auburn tape and just running that same game plan, just slow, mm-hmm. methodical drives on an Ole Miss defense that can't handle this rushing attack. Here's a prediction for you, Shane. I predict no Rebels 
will have a cramp this week because A and M slow. Is, they're going to go slow. They don't run to hurry up. So it'll be no. it'll be miraculous how healthy this defense is this week against the Aggies. But it ain't going to help, brother, because like I said, uh-uh. they're going to ground and pound all over them. Ole Miss is beat up on the offensive side of the ball. They're still missing several weapons. Mac, but again, Mackerel, maybe he proves me wrong here. And if he does, he has a huge game. He needs to be the Heisman front runner. We need to stop with this. Uh, you know, Michigan State running back or Cincinnati quarterback. Yeah. Get the hell out of here with that. Matt Corral <laughs> has been a damn hero for Ole Miss this year. If not for if not for Matt Corral, this is probably a six and six team. Whereas oh, yeah. we're knocking here on the top fifteen, top ten with uh thanks in large part to what Matt Corral is doing for the Ole Miss Rebels. But mm-hmm. here's a key stat for you, Shane. Jimbo twenty three and O at A and M when they lead after the first quarter. So that's going to be paramount in this game because it's at night, because it's in Oxford. If Ole Miss jumps out to a big lead, gets that crowd going, I certainly Mm -hmm. think they can win this game. I don't think this is going to be a dominant performance. Uh, I I don't think you're getting – I know Bo Nix out-dueled Matt Corral a couple weeks ago, but this ain't Bo Nix, brother. This is Matt Corral playing at home. (laughs) He's going to – put up some points on you so you may have to outscore them a little bit it may rely on Ole Miss ground game to get things going but I do not like that matchup of uh, A&M's front seven against Ole Miss offensive line I like the Aggies there so Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you man I gotta go with the Aggies and I like the Aggies to cover as well but I do think it's gonna be a very very tight ball game I'm going A&M 28 Ole Miss 24. Here's a stat for you, Mike. Did you know that the Old Miss Rebels are undefeated when they're not playing in the state of Alabama? Just just throwing that out there. This thing is not in Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) That's my rare stat for the day. (laughs) Well, hey, man, I cannot wait for this loaded lineup of SEC action this weekend. We got to savor each and every one of these. You know what I mean? We only get so many of them. So, you know, some of these games you may not be too excited about, but I'm damn excited about each and every one of them. You know what? Oh man, Mike, this could be a magical weekend. It could be, it could be a, it could be a, there could be some serious, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there, man. There could be some upsets. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. It could happen. We talked about the Vandy Kentucky game. We talked about the Tennessee Georgia game. Probably, I mean, you didn't, but I did, <laughs> and I'm still trying to beat that drum. But you know, there's there's a lot of good games out here. LSU. If LSU beats a top 25 Arkansas, that's a, that's an upset in my opinion. Right. So there's there's a lot of great games that are coming on this week, Mike. Um, I, I'm looking forward to every single minute of it. And of course. Uh, uh, I can't wait to get on here and talk about all the money I made this weekend with my <laughs> lock of the week. <laughs> oh, hey, maybe we'll have an, maybe we'll have an emergency pod. That'd be great, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's let's hope you uh, don't drink too many after the Tennessee Falls. Uh, <laughs> have a big show in here. Maybe we can do it. Well, no promises, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do got a lot of bourbon here now. <laughs> all right, Shane. Hey, before we jump off the line, you got anything for? Her? Yeah, I got some reviews. Uh-oh. All right, Mike. Well, first off, man, I appreciate everybody taking the opportunity to give us a rate and review on the iTunes. Those really do help us out. 
Uh, I know you've been busy sending them koozies out because I've been getting the pictures <laughs> on Saturday, Mike. Oh, when yeah. you loaded up. So that's awesome. And uh, keep those coming in. If you do send a five-star review, just be sure to screenshot it, email it to that SEC podcast. And then, of course, Mike will do the all the work, therefore. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. I just read the reviews. You know? <laughs> and Akita, each and every one of those – Give your give your mailing address. You'd be surprised how many people do not provide an address. And then, then fire it up another email. Where the hell's my Where the hell's my koozie, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this one goes uh, from Georgia Boy, nineteen eighty three. Great show, five star. Cousin Shane is a blast to listen to. He cracks me up. Go dogs! Well, Georgia Boy, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, Georgia Boy. And I'm here, too. Next one. Oh, yeah, Mike's all right, too. No, I'm just kidding. Mike, you got plenty in here. Let me have my let me have my time here. Next one comes from Jay Caps. Highlight of my morning, five-star, lifetime suffering VFL here. My husband got me hooked on this podcast, and then it dawned on me that Cousin Shane's voice was very familiar. I realize this is the same hilarious Shane that I went to school with, and he has not lost his comedic delivery over the past 20 years. <laughs> Love you guys together and look forward to listening every morning. Well, J-Caps, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, J-Caps. When's that reunion? We got to go. Next one comes from Pimp Co. Cool name from Cockfan864. Five star. Great podcast for the fans of the SEC team. Would highly recommend, even though there's a high amount of Tennessee homerism. I don't mind it, though. Mike and Cousin Shane are great and hilarious and truthful and have honest takes. Go Cox. Cox by 90. Hashtag Beamer Steamer. Well, Pimp Co., I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Pimp Co. Next one comes from Ant215. Love the pod. Five star. This podcast gets me through work, and Cousin Shane is the only Tennessee fan I enjoy listening to and look forward to hearing weekly on the pod. My school slash team is my number one Georgia Bulldogs. Keep up the good work. And been listening for two to three months now. Nice. Glad I found a podcast. Ant2315, all them numbers, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Ant. It's just three numbers. I don't know why I was struggling with the 215 there. Uh, maybe the, I saw the Georgia. I got nervous, you know. We got Georgia week here. Next one comes from Buddy. Whole bunch of numbers. SEC podcast review. Five star. Big fan of the show. I always enjoy when there's a new episode to listen to just about every day. I really like the way you guys lay out the episode and coaches' interviews, recap predictions on every week, and hearing you guys' opinion on certain things. Best conference in college football, hands down. Go Gators. Well, buddy, a lot of numbers. I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, buddy. Next one comes from T. Ludd. Very insightful. Five star. Love the show. Great analysis and insight and pulling in the interesting parts of coach pressers. Ever even handed looks around the league, not just the front runners. Keep up the good work. T. Ludd, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, T. Ludd. Next one comes from D. Shaley. I love this podcast. Five star. Mike and Cousin Shane are absolutely entertaining and insightful. I love listening to these guys. They do a great job of covering the SEC games, coaches, comments, and news for the SEC. Yes, 
They are Tennessee fans, but they don't cover only Tennessee football. It's fun listening to other fans talk about the entire SEC. Plus, if you need help betting on sports, just listen to the locks of the week and do the opposite. <laughs> D. Shaley, that cuts deep. Appreciate you. I'm glad they've got the uh, they've got the method down here. Go make you some money. Oh, for a second, I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. Oh my god, he cut me. <laughs> Uh, I was well, I was looking for the butt there, but okay. Here comes the last one, Mike Connor E. SCC podcast five star, big fan of the show. Cousin Shane always cracking a cold one, gets me every time. Y'all do a great job critiquing and listening every week. Go Gators! Well, Connor, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Connor. We appreciate you, and we appreciate each and every one of you that goes that extra step and gives us that five star written review. That really does help the podcast grow. Got my got my classmates sitting in messages now. That's good. <laughs> you went to school. <laughs> I did. This is just another confirmation, Mike. I did make it. <laughs> but all right, Shane, I guess that's gonna do it on this episode of the show. I appreciate you hopping on the line. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. We'll catch you on the next one. Alright, see you guys. Go balls. Upset.